The following program contains elements of programming that are previously recorded and may appear as live. Welcome to Hope Reigns, a show brought to you by Eight Days of Hope, where we share God-sized stories from the mission field all around the country. Now, here are your hosts, Steve Tiber and Mike Fiella. Well, good morning and welcome to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope being listened to around the world especially in America, over 200 stations or roughly 200 stations. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with my dear friend, Mr. Mike Fiella. Mike, good morning. How are you? It is a good morning. I am just glad to be here again and just excited for the show and the interviews. And uh, it, it has. It's been a good week. And how about yours? We're in the middle of November, hunting season in some parts of the country, snow starting to fly a little bit. We've worked through the election and all the results and all of that. And so much going on today, Mike, here on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope, um, is our last day that we're serving in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Oh, isn't it exciting? Hurricane Zeta hit this area about three weeks ago, roughly. And this is where Eight Days of Hope started in December of 2005 as we come up uh, across or upon our 15th year anniversary, sure. we've been tarping roofs and doing chainsaw work and loving families and serving families, volunteers safely during COVID, during a pandemic. Right. They've been the hands and feet of Jesus. It's been, I wish we were back at the original spot for a different reason, but sure. it was really neat for me personally to be there this week. Well, that's why I said it's so exciting. It's never exciting to, to see disaster, but to, to be able to put be the hands and feet of Jesus, and to go back to where it first started in 2005. Your heart had to be pounding with joy to think about these last 15 years uh, standing on the grounds there. Mike, I, I just remember um, you know, when we started, and what we do is simple, Eight Days of Hope, we, we help people after natural disasters. There's like two arms of that part of the ministry where we go right away like we did in Bay St. Louis. We left right. Louisiana last week. We were there for eight out of nine weeks with Hurricane Delta and Laura, so it's been busy. Uh, but we go right away and we tarp roofs and muck out homes and, and clean off people's properties and do chainsaw work for free. For mm-hmm. free. Free. I like free. 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 I love in the free. name of Jesus. And the other part uh, is our safe house construction arm where we serve ministries around the country to provide hope to those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. So natural disasters, human disasters. But Mike, I have to tell you, I was in Bay St. Louis this week. Okay. Every time I've ever been back to Bay St. Louis, I drive by certain landmarks and, and oh, it brings okay. cool feelings inside. First of all, that was our first trip ever down to Bay okay. St. Louis. 84 homes were rebuilt in eight days. Extreme mm. makeover times 84. It was it was so much fun. But, the, you know, Bay St. Louis, one, two, three, and five, we've done 16 major rebuilding trips. Okay. That was the number of trips. That was your first trip as well. 2008. And as I was driving down the beach right there on 90, I, re- I saw the spot where you oh, led worship boy. on New Year's Eve that one year that we did a trip between Christmas right. and the first week of January. Uh, so special. But also, Bay St. Louis, every one of those trips, my entire family went, and my kids were kids. Oh, you know, Because you're talking 15 years ago. So Stephen was you know, 14. Okay. You know, Hannah was 8. Zachary was 5. We didn't have Elise and Emma back then. But they were on the mission field at an early age. They'll never forget that. And to see the impact and the growth in their lives in Christ and in servanthood. I mean, I know two of them just got married uh, yeah, that long ago, but yeah. they have they just have the stamp of eight days of hope, Jesus, on their lives. The way they've served, and you know, and 
who knows what the future is going to be with, with them in the ministry? Yeah, you never know. I know that they, they both, especially Zachary and Hannah, have a heartbeat for what God is doing through Eight Days of Hope. So uh, unfortunately, today is the last day we're in Bay St. Louis. So it's going to be very hard to leave. Mm. But it was so much fun to serve with people sure. who remember us from years ago, and they they were just shocked uh, in awe of what God has done with some of the equipment we brought in. Like, mm. I mean, we have shower trailers. Yeah. You know, we, you know, we, people forget five years ago, we, we didn't, didn't have one have shower trailer. We have four now. Sure. God has blessed us. But, you know, we're based in Mississippi. So it was good to, you know, be at home, my home for 20 years down in Mississippi okay. this past week. We have a Northeast satellite in Buffalo and Midwest satellite in Cedar Rapids. But Bay St. Louis, um, there's just something about that area. Sure. And boy, what a year for disasters, Mike. It's uh, well. It's like we've been living in Louisiana, you know. But it's been it's been uh, what four hurricanes. Uh, you've been in Cedar Rapids, yeah. Uh, for North what, it, North Carolina, North Carolina Hurricane started there. I- ISIS, right? I well, you said we normally do what four four a year, and yeah, we're, and we're at. Number nine. Nine. Oh, <laughs> yeah, goodness. Yeah, it's, been, goodness. it's been busy. You can uh, sign up for our email alerts on our website at 8daysofhope.com. Um, we also would love for you to pray about making a donation. Yeah. It's always funny asking, not funny, but it's a little bit, I don't love asking people to, to sow into a ministry, but some people can travel, Mike. Right. And some people have been blessed where they can send a $25 check or a $100 check sure. to help 8 Days of Hope. You know, make make ends meet. We've done about fifty five million dollars of work oh, for free. Mike. Oh, come on, fifty five million. And, and we couldn't do that without right. the donors. And you could either donate online on our website eightdayshope.com. You become a monthly partner, and uh, every month um, you can sow into the ministry. But you know, in Bay St. Louis, Mike, uh, we had to do a little bit different with COVID nineteen. Okay. So we we couldn't take as many people. You know, we had seven hundred and five people to help out with Hurricane Laura. And then we had 200 people come back to Louisiana to help out with Delta. Okay. And so this week we had to go with a smaller group. Uh, but it was so much fun hmm. to to watch these volunteers serve. Tell me some of the thoughts. Now, what, 15 years ago, you, you're there for the first trip. Tell me some of the thoughts and the emotions and the things that went through your heart and your mind from that first trip to what you saw this last trip. You know, it's amazing is because um, flashbacks come back. You know, when, when Hurricane Katrina hit the Gulf Coast, it blew up the Gulf Coast. It was like someone sure. dropped a bomb. Right. I mean, no exaggeration. I don't care if it was Gulfport, Biloxi, or, or Bay St. Louis. And yes, you know, the flooding and the levees breaking in New Orleans, just mass devastation in, in such a large area of, of, of land. Um, so it looked like a bomb had dropped off. People forgot, but after Katrina, for months, there was no power. Not no. for a day or a week. Months. Yeah. Months. Mm-hmm. And there was no cell coverage. And, and you know, no one was, you know, I remember the first trip going down there. We didn't calculate for this, but people were getting flat tires left and right from the debris in the road. And the pl- closest place to get your tire repair was Hattiesburg, Mississippi, about 60 miles away. <laughs> oh, no. I mean, it, it was crazy. Um, this is a resilient community, and, and they've lived through much worse with Katrina. But to see every roof have some damage was a little disheartening, mm-hmm. but but I tell you, watching the volunteers serve these families, watching neighbors help neighbors. Okay, I and mean, that still happens, Mike. Yeah, this is the time where neighbors do step up. We hear it time and time again, whether they're helping uh, distribute food to one another or they're just they're just loving on one another because they're both in the same boat at the same time. It really 
God uses this to bring people together. And when people get together, it, it, it's just a win-win situation. Nobody can do it alone. Right. So, I think sometimes the enemy tries to convince us that we can't make a difference. And our guest today is Lynn Traxler. She's one of our 160 volunteer leaders. Yes, volunteer leaders. And she lives in, uh, I believe, North Carolina. She's been on many trips. She, um, I believe she has a business background. I believe. I could be wrong. But she works our office area. So mm. when a volunteer shows up and, and they, they're like, hey, I'm Mike Fiala. I'm from Buffalo, New York. I'm here in Bay St. Louis. They walk you down the path of where, where your home will be the next okay. week or three days or two weeks. Uh, they'll talk about the process. They'll explain how you sign up to go to the family to serve them and how it all works. But, you know, she smiles from ear to ear. She's <laughs> she's a Southern Hospital um, a young lady who loves the Lord, and and she's using her gifts in administration to, mm-hmm. to be on the front lines for Jesus. So when you hear about volunteering, there's more than just you, you got to know how to swing a hammer or, or use a chainsaw. What are some of the areas that uh, were needed yeah, volunteers in? I'll tell you, with the ministry exploding in a good way, I mean, this has been our busiest year by far, not by a little, but by far. This year we served tens of thousands of families with food, disaster relief, children rescued from sex trafficking. Again, go to aiddieshope.com. Here's here's kind of not the bottleneck, but if you said, Steve, if we could find two groups of people to help the ministry continue in the expansion, what would it be? One would be you have a gift of leading people making food. Okay. Food. Are you a cook? Do you own a restaurant? Um, maybe you've never owned a restaurant, but every time you make food for your family during Thanksgiving and Christmas and, and yearly at, at the church, everyone's like, you should have your own restaurant. If you can manage people and help lead volunteers, we need people to lead our feeding arm of the ministry. Okay. Is that you? Well, no, I'll tell you, though, uh, my cousin Vicky comes to my, end, really? my mind. I just talked to her the other day. You met her. She's a great singer, yes. worship leader with yes. us. But uh, she's always saying, I cooked this, I made this, and she's taking pictures of it. Mm. And I looked at her that one day, says, you need to, to hop on board with the feeding team at yes. Eight Days of Hope. She served in Buffalo and did some painting. I said, but you need to get some cooking. So we'll, I'll work on her some more. And so maybe you're not the person that would lead a team, but maybe you're a good number two or three person. And you know what I mean if, if, you're, if this is kind of making sense to you, that you don't want to be the one, you know, calculating the menu, even though we'll do that for you and buy the food and you show up and lead people. But maybe you'd rather take um, – you know, some request from the leader, some direction from the leader. Maybe you want to be that second or third person. Again, we'd love for you to get involved. So we need people that know in in how to produce and make food and 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 do it yeah. safely. Sure. Secondly, we need administrators, people that can work in an office during a disaster event. Okay. You're willing to travel on a moment's notice, sometimes with two days notice that we need you in Bay St. Louis or North Carolina sure. or Iowa or Cleveland or, or New Hampshire. And if this is you, Again, if if you've got a smiling face and if you've got a warm personality and and you're good in the office, we need yeah, you as well. What kind of work would they be doing in the office? So if you know a little bit about Excel, you know we we manage sometimes okay. hundreds of of families sure. homes that we're working on at one time. But if you know anything about Excel, you can respond to emails. If you can just be a greeting face to a volunteer that drove from Kansas City, Kansas, to you know yeah. to to Bay St. Louis. They've been in the car for 12 hours, and the first person they see is like, sure. oh, you're here to volunteer? Yeah, just go down there. No. It's like, how are you? Oh, how'd you hear about us? Yeah, first thank, time? Thanks for thank coming. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we, 
we, we need some of those personalities. So office leaders and feeding leaders, that's where we need some help. Okay. And I've seen your, your wife, Charmaine. She just fits. She's a great, she'd be a great mentor for, for those. Mm. She is a, the right, right up front. First, first one you see, you know, hi, almost, you know, when, when we were allowed to hug, you know. Yes. Yeah. Remember those days, Mike? <laughs> yeah. Are those days ever going to come back? I hope so. They're going to come back. Yes. They will. Uh, down the road a little bit. but Hey, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Thank you to American Family Radio listening around the country. Thank you for joining us. Every Saturday at this time, you can hear us. Also in Western New York, Southern Ontario, so thankful for uh, where we record these broadcasts. Sure. WDCX mm. in uh, Buffalo, New York, where you live, and now where I live as well. Great city, great place to be, and we always take great food. Oh, it is. It is. It's something uh, about the food, right, whenever you travel. But, hey, uh, today, when we come back here in a minute, we're going to be talking to Lynn Traxler. Again, Lynn's one of our volunteer leaders, and I want to say she's normal like you, Mike, right? I mean, she's just an everyday – I mean, well, where am I going with that? Okay, normal. Um, sometimes, again, like I said a minute ago – People are like, what can I do with a right. construction ministry? Sure, I understand. This is someone who, uh, you know, is, has worked week in, week out, mm-hmm. providing for their family. You know, coming alongside her husband, and now she gets to be a leader okay. of a national ministry because she brings those gifts to the table. So maybe I'm abnormal. Maybe no, that's what no, I was trying no, to say. A, I, no, I know what you mean. It's just you're, you're living your day to day life, and then you know God puts that in your heart, puts that call right. on your life, and you're just using it to an extended you know, in ministry, extending your gifts into ministry. Absolutely. And it's, it's just a normal process God is doing. There's a song, was it Casting Crowns, Who Am I? Yeah. Sometimes we ask ourselves, who am I? What can I do? Sure. I mean, how can I make a difference? I'm just one person. Mm. But you're one. Yeah. And God created you, and he gifted you, mm. and he's called you to be the hands and feet of his son, Jesus. That's it. Come and on. if you're a follower of Jesus, how can you just sit home and sit on the sideline and watch the game being played and not being a part of yeah. it? Now, this is the game of life. This is talking about eternity. And you get a chance to go serve on the front lines during a natural disaster or maybe help somebody expand a facility to offer hope to those rescued from sex trafficking. My gosh, what a legacy. And you could be a part of it. Yeah. It's that simple. It's purpose and fulfillment that you'll get into your heart and your soul. Purpose in life. Who does who 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 wants to end their time on earth with I wish I would have? Right. You don't want that. No so regrets. pursue it. Pursue no it. Pursue it and you know, with passion and, and God'll just fill you up. Why, well, before we go to this this first break and bring on our guest, why do people hesitate to take that step? Sometimes it's it's fear. Um, I, I don't have the, the, the ability, as we've said. I don't have the giftings. They do better than I do. We're always keeping our eyes oh, on somebody else okay. instead of what God has made us to do. Uh, and it can be financial or physical. It, it, there's always what I call, and I'm trying to be har- not trying to be harsh, excuses. Okay, And I think the enemy puts them there, these thoughts process. But that's where we take the step, and we will you know, find out what our gift is and use it. And don't try to be like somebody else. Great fulfillment and purpose will fill your whole being when you find out who you are and what God wants you to do. Hmm. But you got to take steps to do that. So why, to answer that, simply I think it's, it's fear that holds us back. But let faith arise. And if you're listening today, let faith arise in you. If you're hearing a nudge or feeling a, a tug, I want to do something to, to serve people and, and, and be a better, uh, just a, uh, a better person on this 
I don't want to say a better person, but I, I, I need to be fulfilled. But you're not doing it for I have to be fulfilled. I get you're it. doing it because I've heard God's voice, and I'm going to be faithful to that. Then you will be filled. So you're driving down the road right now in Ottawa, Kansas, or in uh, New Bern, North Carolina, and you're like, you know, what what can I do with an organization like Eight Days Hope? Well, we need people that can drive a car. Can you drive a car? We need you. Can you work at a front desk and welcome people? Can you fold T-shirts? Can you make food? Can you ship or transport building materials on your truck to a site and unload them? Can you get on a roof? Do you know how to paint? Um, are you good with your hands? Do you know how to operate a saw? Are you an electrician? Uh, maybe you're a handy woman, and, and you can do everything around the house that your husband or others want you to do. Come do it with us. Go to 8daysofhope.com. Sign up for our email alerts, and we'll let you know next time God calls us to be anywhere, like today in Bay St. Lake. Bay St. Louis, Mississippi, because of Hurricane Zeta. Hey, when we come back, Lynn Trexler, you're listening to Hope Reigns. It's a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Eight Days of Hope is supported by a combination of donations from listeners and business partners like Provia. Provia is a manufacturer of residential doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. Provia is committed to serving their customers and sharing Christ in order to let our light shine before others so they may see our good works and give glory to our Father who is in heaven. More about Provia and their products at provia.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of Eight Days of Hope. The fastest growing crime in America and across the world is those who have been trafficked, sex trafficking. Eight Days of Hope has decided to be a part of making a difference with the body of Christ around the country. It's amazing to think that there's 13,000 animal shelters across the country, and that's a good thing, but there's only 600 beds for people who've been rescued from sex trafficking. And I know it's not a fun subject to talk about, But God has called the church to take its blinders off. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. Every single month, somewhere in the country, we're going to part with an existing ministry. And for 14 days, we're going to bring skilled professionals to renovate, rebuild, or remodel a facility so that more can be rescued from this heinous crime. We would love to see you on a future trip. For more information about the ministry, our safe house construction ministry, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Welcome back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. The number eight in the Bible means new beginnings. And what we try to do as a national ministry is help families recover after natural disasters and bring them a new beginning like today down in Bay St. Louis, Mississippi. Also, helping people 
uh, ministries expand their operations to provide hope to the hopeless, those sure. rescued from sex trafficking. Uh, more information wow. on both of those arms, go to 8daysofhope.com. Mike, today we have a special guest. You know, there's some people that, and, and I know this, I know our guests, I know Lynn, okay. sweet lady, mm-hmm. but I don't know her, know her like I know you. All right. But when I see her doing what God has called her to do at 8 Days of Hope, and we'll talk to her about that in a minute, I'm just amazed how God brings such talented people to a ministry like 8 Days of Hope to use their gifts exactly where God wants them to be. Sure. 160 volunteer leaders to start with. Yeah. And then, Steve, you, you, I love your numbers. How many volunteers would you say throughout these 15 years have served with 8 Days of Hope? Well, I'm glad you asked, Mike, because we just <laughs> updated the website this morning. It's like 39,183. But hey, I might be off one or two. Oh, one or two. Yeah. You know. yeah. Um, it is amazing. She, she's one of that 39,000, but she's a special one. Uh, I believe calling from North Carolina, but we're going to bring her up. Hey, Lynn, good morning. How are you? Good morning. I am well, thank you. I hope you are. We are. We are. Thank you for joining us. Now, Lynn, are, you live in North Carolina, don't you? That's correct. I do, in Lenore, North Carolina. Okay, cool. Now, Lynn, um, let's talk a little bit about you personally before Mike starts asking you questions about <laughs> Eight Days of Hope. I know he's got like three written down, I think, already. But, Lynn, um, tell us about your, your, your life. Do you work for a living? Uh, you're married, kids, uh, you know, all that good stuff. I am married to my best friend, Dan. He is a retired pastor. and I guess retired isn't quite it. I don't think a pastor ever retires. He is currently an interim pastor at a little Methodist church not far from my home. I am blessed with two amazing sons, five grandchildren, one granddaughter included in that bunch, and uh, just enjoying life. Now, did you work? I mean, do you work for a living? Did you did you have a career where you stayed home, mom? What did you do um, over the years? Well, besides being a pastor's wife for over thirty years, <laughs> I worked in the medical profession. I'm a former EMT, and I worked lastly at a hospital in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, where I was a cardiac technician. Wow. That's an awesome background. I can see how that fits right into eight days of hope, both the pastor and both the, you know, the, the medical side of things. So, yes, I'm going to steer you toward what was your first, how did you first hear about eight days of hope and what was, what was, the, what was the tug on your heart to get involved? Well, I was blessed to meet eight days of hope after I had received my degree in chaplain training. I was up, had received that in Cleveland, Tennessee, and I was in Baton Rouge, Louisiana, with a large international chaplains team to minister after a flood there. We were sharing the same church campus with Hope Reigns, which was the arm of Eight Days of Hope. And one afternoon, I was in the, I guess, the the joint area, and the Lord just spoke into my heart to go out with the Eight Days of Hope team the next day. And I did. And I have been with Eight Days of Hope ever since. Well, I am just beginning entering into my fifth year of service with Eight Days of Hope. Now, Lynn, I feel like I've known you for 30 years, even though Eight Days of Hope is only going to celebrate its 15th year. I've seen you, it seems like, so many different disasters. So some of the disasters uh, you've been to and we're at, why don't you tell the listeners, uh, five years, but, but share some of the places that God has led you to. Oh, I wish I could remember all of them. Uh, <laughs> let's see. I have been to Mississippi several times, to Texas, um, Nebraska, Mm. West Virginia, 
Iowa, Louisiana, to several trips. <laughs> so um, that's, that's some of them that I can recall. Oh, my gosh. North Carolina, right? Yes, that's, that's correct. North Carolina. I forgot my home state. And maybe Tennessee, maybe, right? Yes. Okay. See, I, I know. I yeah. tell you, I've I've seen you at a lot of these places there, Lynn, and you're you know you're always smiling from ear to ear. I always think that's the joy of the Lord. I know I see that in my bride, Charmaine. Um, I just see that joy of the Lord. But there's something about a smile that sometimes helps break the the tension of the moment. Um, Lynn, so you joined Eight Days of Hope. What were the first couple tasks you did as an Eight Days of Hope volunteer? Oh, the first one was just amazing. I was blessed to go underneath a home and lay in the mud and remove wet insulation. <laughs> okay, so you know we just lost about five thousand volunteers out there because they're like, wait a minute, I, I'm not, I'm not eighteen, and I might get in our house. You went under a house? Yes, and for someone that doesn't like dark type places, that had to be the Lord leading me to do that. And if if I can share with you briefly what happened under that house, I'm laying in the mud, just processing my, everything that's going on around me. And the Lord spoke into my heart, and He said, "All you have to do is lay in this wet, nasty, dirty, stinky mud." But my Son came to Earth for you, oh and He kept gosh. repeating the same thing until He said, "My Son died for you, and He's coming back for you." And that changed my heart, Steve. I just, from then on, I just saw anything I can go and do for the Lord for all He did for me. Let me do it, regardless of what it is. You know, Lynn, I was going to ask you for a God story. I think I just got one. I mean, I, I, I mean, a personal God story. I mean, I just picture laying in the mud and uh, and, and saying, "I'm blessed to lay in the mud here." So, but that's incredible. Thank you for for doing that. Um, incredible. But is there a, a particular story uh, you, you met somebody or you know? We always say a God story. I mean, this is a God story, which you just shared, but a, a personal God story. You met somebody, you prayed with somebody. What comes to mind? I think there's, there's several. One is when I was in West Virginia, I had been blessed to be serving a family there whose house was actually shifted off its foundation from the flood, and they were going to lose their home. And we had ministered with them for four days, and the last day we circled up, and Don Dadney, who is such an amazing God-led man, Amen. he was praying with a family at that last prayer. And the homeowner and his grandson both yielded their lives to Jesus. Amen. And I've never forgotten that. And we presented them with Bibles. And I have a picture of his wife when she received her Bible, just the joy on her face. I've never forgotten that. And I'm still in touch with them as even today. Hmm. That's why we do what we do. I mean, people, like, you know, they get amazed at the numbers of 6,500 families that have had their homes rebuilt by eight days of hope for free in the name of Jesus. But the story you just told is so much more important than right. the actual work. You know, God has used you, Lynn, in so many ways. I, I mean, I could think of three, four ways, and, and we might go there yet before this end of the interview, but God had you exactly where he wanted in West Virginia. And if you didn't say yes— to lead the comforts of your own home, you never would have experienced the goodness of our Lord by being there to to meet two new believers who are going to spend eternity with you in heaven. That's right. I just, you know, you think about doing mission trips with you know these are amazing mission trips, but you Jesus left all the comforts 
to go about and to share the love of God. And what less can we do? And it may be uncomfortable at times, but the comfort that we receive from the Lord, the blessings He extends to us to allow us to be His hands and feet, nothing can compare with that. Okay, so um, there's there's two things you never discuss with a woman, because um, I have five oh sisters and, and, and a wife that I want to stay married to. One is age, and one is, well, it doesn't matter about the other one. But anyways, I was going to say wait, but I'm not going to go there. No, 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 no. Okay, so Lynn, uh, I'll say this. You're not, you know, your husband's retired pastor, so you're not 25 or 30 anymore. Um, no. And yet God had brought you to go underneath a house to be a visual example of Jesus's love, some of the other tasks that you have done uh, with Eight Days of Hope. So we know that you've gone under a house and you've helped muck out a house <laughs> that flooded. What are some of the other things you've done? I have been on the roof to help with roofing. I have of learned course. how to of course you have. drywall yeah. up. I have not learned to finish drywall yet, but I can put it up. I've removed floors and, as you said, mucked out houses. I've been blessed to work in the office and help with the, all of the paperwork that is involved with getting the jobs out. Oh, I can I am I can do use a chainsaw. I have been able to drop one tree so far, but I can use a chainsaw. <laughs> okay, uh, so totally. T- <laughs> what what else? I'm sorry. Pardon me. No, what else were you to say? I'm sorry. Oh, I said I, I have also worked in the kitchen to help them out with. Pre-preparation and setup. So, Mike, I'm looking over my shoulder. I think she wants the CEO president job because this girl can do it all. Mike, when she said she dropped a tree with a chainsaw, you kind of like grabbed your head and like, what else could she do? <laughs> That's exactly. You read my mind. You know, like, I mean, I mean, just let this lady go and it's the yeah. job's done, whether it's cooking food or pulling down trees or <laughs> So there's women in America, they hear of this ministry they think is all construction. And, and believe me. I have five sisters, and they're all more handier around the house than I am. I promise you. Yeah. Um, so don't 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 hear that coming from me. But sometimes the enemy will try to convince a lady, like you know, what can you do? I mean, you've never been on a roof, you never operated a chainsaw. Yeah. And now look at Lynn. You know, what would you say, Lynn, to the female out there that's listening? You know, driving down a road in Georgia or Kansas right now, saying, "What could I ever do at Eight Days of Hope?" What what would you say to them? There's a place for everyone at Eight Days of Hope, regardless of your skill set. I, I wonder what, whatever I could do, and the Lord has just let me know that as long as you have a willing heart and you don't mind trying to come in and, and just be learn, you can do anything and everything. People are so ready to, to work with you and to teach you and to show you. And if you can walk and lift your hands, you can do something. Well, let me ask you again, Lynn, as far as the the obviously wide variety of things that you've done, um, when you first came, had you experienced any of that? I mean, I don't, I don't think you've laid underneath a house with mud before. Um, you know, when they first asked you to do these things, what was going through your mind? Well, I had the same concept of what can I do? But I quickly was embraced by a team from New York who helped me to realize that as long as I would follow their instructions, I could could be of service, and they're the ones that taught me to put drywall up. Mm. They were just very kind and patient with me, and before long I realized I had just become a part of a family. 
Lynn reminds me of my daughter, Hannah. Mike, she just got married. She's 23. But about three years ago, she was being interviewed um, by a, a pretty large newspaper type organization, media outlet. And they said, well, what kind of things have you done at Eight Days of Hope? You know, thinking this little 18 year old girl didn't do much. She said, well, I know how to do, you know, I've pulled wire. I know how to do insulation. I don't like it because it's itchy. I love painting. Oh my gosh. I love getting on the roof. I can hang drywall, but I can't finish it. And I remember the interviewer looking at me who was right next to his daughter and said, (laughs) you taught her all of this? And she started to laugh so hard. She said, no, my dad didn't teach me any of it. I did teach her how to paint, but none of it. But she learned that kind of like you did, Lynn, from other volunteers at Eight Days of Hope. And so I wish Eight Mm. Days of Hope was around when I was growing up because I'd be a little bit better around the house. I would have to write some of these checks to some of these people to change out an outlet. But you really, Lynn, have, have taken a step of faith because that's what we're talking about. We're asking people out there in America to go to 8daysofhope.com, and you're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days Hope. Today, as we wrap up in Bay St. Louis, um, Mississippi, serving there the last 10 days. But what we're talking about is taking a step of faith. Were you nervous at all, Lynn? Oh, I was very nervous. Uh, again, I was not very confident in any skill set, because I could not come into it saying I knew how to do anything. But Again, God just, when He leads you, He's going to have people there in place that's going to take time to show you what to do. And, it, you know, you can come in and do anything from, you know, if it's a tornado or a hurricane, you can pull branches. You can work in the kitchen, wipe tables. I mean, even beyond that, I never thought I would be on the roof of a house, much less underneath a house, doing any of the things that I've been doing. And I think back of it, and I'm just amazed at what God has allowed me the privilege and honor to do. Wow. We're talking to Lynn Trexler. Lynn is one of the 160 volunteer leaders. She travels the country on her own dime and serves people in need, doesn't get a paycheck, but she loves serving with eight days of hope. And I'm hanging out with Mike Fiel. Uh, Lynn, we're going to take a break and come back to you in a minute. But Mike, before we go to that segment, when you hear this first opening segment with Lynn, what kind of goes through your mind when you're thinking about what she shares? It's amazing to have someone just answer the call and step up. But, you know, she had to have all these nervous feelings. But something she I wrote down here that she, I follow instruction. Oh, okay. You know, so you answer the call. You don't know what, what you're really going to be doing. But then you follow the instructions of those. And Eight Days of Hope has great leaders. that They just love on people and they're patient with them. You know, if, if, you, if you don't. I'm not really skilled. If you put a, a a nail in crooked, they're not going to yell at you. You know, sure. here's how you straighten it out. Sure. Here's how you do this. And I've seen our leaders in action. Uh, but then you got to have a person like Lynn. I'll follow instructions. I just want to serve God. Mm-hmm. So that that that's impactful. I heard her heart. That's what I heard because when she, you know, when you talk about those guy-sized stories, and when we come back and break, we'll, we'll ask her for another one from a mission trip. She just left Louisiana. She was down there with her Hurricane Delta and Laura, and I think I could be wrong, and we'll ask her when we come back. But I think she actually went down there, went home, and came back. I think, but she was down in Louisiana because I saw her down there. And every time I see our leaders wear blue shirts because they're easily identified sure. they're volunteers, but when I see a Lynn or a Don Dabney. Or when I when I turn around and I see, um, you know, James Robertson or Chandler sure. Gurley, man, I tell you, I, right. I feel so good about where this ministry is at because, you know, yes, you need a day to day leader, but if something happens to Steve tomorrow, and Mike, please, I hope nothing happens to you, but if something happens to sure. a board of director tomorrow, this ministry. 
uh, is God's ministry, and, sure. and this is about sharing his hope, his love, his joy, his kindness, his gentleness That's through right. these volunteers, and they're doing it, Mike. They really are. Yeah, and, and it's a credit to that style of leadership that you model all the time and that we need to be leaders that are pouring in for that, just that fact, I want you to do better than me in the future mm. and be able to learn everything that, that, that I know and to uh, just raise you up because there will be a time of transition. And, yep, and there God. will be. Hey, when we come back on Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days Hope, again, we're going to wrap up our interview with Lynn. Uh, Lynn is one of our leaders, and she uh, she just left Louisiana not too long ago. She was there for Hurricane Delta and Hurricane Laura. A one-two punch. Oh, my gosh. So sad for that state. But the good news is over 900 volunteers came in over those eight weeks and loved and served the brokenhearted. For more information, to volunteer or to donate, go to 8daysofhope.com. We'll be back in a minute. You're listening to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of 8 Days of Hope. 8 Days of Hope is thankful for ministry partners like Provia, a manufacturer of residential exterior building products. Provia's mission is to serve by caring for details, and each employee strives to do that every day. Provia combines automation and human craftsmanship in creating their doors, windows, siding, stone, and metal roofing. More about Provia's mission and products at Provia.com, P-R-O-V-I-A.com. Here's Steve Tiber, president of 8 Days of Hope. 2020 is going to be a busy year, and you'll have plenty of opportunities to come love and serve those in need with 8 Days of Hope. One of the new arms of the ministry is our safe house construction ministry. We travel the country, and we partner with an existing ministry and help them renovate, build, or remodel facility to provide a safe place for those who've been rescued from sex trafficking. For more information, as always, please go to our website. Eight Days of Hope started as a disaster relief ministry, and it has continued to grow since then. We partnered with an organization called Bigger Than Ball. Bigger Than Ball partnered with us when we went to Houston, Texas after Hurricane Harvey. We partnered with the Houston Astros. We rebuilt eight baseball diamonds in Bigger Than Ball, then put on a free sports camp. Eight Days of Hope is much more than disaster relief. For more information about this ministry or any arms of the ministry of Eight Days of Hope, please go to our website, 8daysofhope.com. Come be the hands and feet of Jesus. Back to Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope. Good morning in the Central Time Zone and out west, and good good afternoon 
here on the East Coast. <laughs> the East I don't know Coast. what time it is, Mike. I'm my head's kind of all over the place. Well, you've been you've been on the road. And oh, you've been so gosh. busy from Indiana to Louisiana and every yes. place in between. And so. I was in Bay St. Louis this week. That's yes. where Eight Days of Hope started, Mike. Oh, exciting! Fifteen exciting. years ago, and we're back there today on our last day. We leave at the end of today, but the last 10, 11 days. Thank you to Steve Metcalf and Don Dabney and so many others that went there on a moment's notice to to serve while we were in Louisiana. And today our guest is Lynn Traxler. Lynn actually went to Louisiana not once, but twice, <laughs> twice. in a very short short span. So Lynn, um, Hurricane Laura uh, kind of kicks the tail out of Louisiana. When you went to Lake Charles, um, when you went down there, what was going through your mind when you saw the destruction? It just leaves you just stunned to see all the damage that can occur so quickly from a hurricane. I saw one mobile home park that it looked like a a bomb had gone off in it. There was just so much destruction. Trees laying everywhere on top of homes, on top of vehicles. It, It just leaves you speechless. So what what was your first job there, your first assignment once you got there? My first assignment was that I took a team to a home that we needed to remove all the flooring in the entire upper level. (laughs) Excuse me. And it was very stubborn flooring, but I was blessed with a great, great team. And it did take us all four days to get all the flooring up. But unfortunately, on that last day, it started raining. And the family knew that there was water leaking in from somewhere, but when it started raining, it started coming in everywhere from the roof and through the light fixtures that just completely flooded the house out. Oh my gosh. Now, you were leading that team? Pardon me? Were you the leader of that team? I was, yes, sir. (laughs) So, Mike, now now, now think back. Mm -hmm. So, in the first segment of the interview, you talk about someone who hears about Eight Days of Hope, they they step out in faith, and a little nervous, a little, you know, Mm -hmm. I wonder if this is going to go well. And here we are five years later, and she's leading the team of volunteers because Hurricane Laura came and and damaged a home. Isn't that amazing how God moves people from a spot of maybe – uh, unsureness. I don't know if there's such sure. a word as that, but uh, I don't say timid, but wondering. And next thing you know, you're leading people. That's the servant's heart, is it not, Steve? Yeah. Just a willing heart, and as I said in the first segment, um, just uh, she can follow instructions. I mean, somebody said, "You want to crawl under that house, and this is what you have to do." She didn't say, "Well, what?" No, <laughs> she said, "Yes, I'll do it." And God spoke to her, and. And and that that's where leadership begins, you know. Mm-hmm. You, I'm sorry, you you begin under the house, uh, and in the mud, and God just raises you up. You maintain that heart of I just want to serve. You maintain that openness, and I can see the eight days of hope leaders wrap themselves around a person like that mm-hmm. and just pouring into her. It's exciting. So, Lynn, you you uh, you were down in Louisiana after Hurricane Laura. How long were you there? With Hurricane Laura, I was there right at month for four weeks. Four weeks. Wow. So you were away yes, from sir. home, from your own bed, your own refrigerator, the own comforts of, of you know, your town. And you were in, I mean, you were in the mission, you were on the front lines for Jesus for four full weeks. It's just, when you're there, you don't want to leave. You want to stay and help everyone that you can. Mm. And I almost feel guilty when I come home and I have to be, just remind myself that, there's a time to serve and there's a time to rest right, right. and that That's God right. has a plan for each day and just to be obedient with him. 
and to him. So that, but I was blessed to stay that entire four weeks and uh, to be able to Mm. serve and to, whether it was out in the field or in the office, uh, God has shown me that He will bring people across your path that He wants you to minister to, and also they minister back to you as well. So, Mike, you're away from your family for four weeks. You're on the front lines for Jesus. You come home and you turn on the weather channel and you see that there's another hurricane. Mm. It's never happened before, ever in the same calendar year, let alone seven, eight, nine days later, hits the exact community. What was going through your mind, Lynn, when you saw where Hurricane Delta was coming? I mean, it was coming right to the same area. What was going through your mind? Honestly, my heart just, just, I guess, sank into my chest uh, because we had made friends there. We had become acquainted with people in the community. And we were so blessed to be at our Savior's church and to know those people and to realize that watching the TV, they were actually one of the news crews was in you know, Lake Arthur, which is right to the you know, side of Jennings. And to know that these people were going to be affected and that also the Lake Charles people who had just been, their homes been tarped and taken mm-hmm. care of were going to be hit a second time, uh, it was terrible. So, Lynn, when you went back... Um, and so she goes back. I mean, she's home. How long were you home for? I'm sorry, Mike. How long right. were you home for before you go Before you go that question, right. Mike? Maybe 10 days. I'm not sure, but it was less than two weeks. That's but just enough time to unpack and repack again. That's a great question, Steve. I'm glad you, you jumped in there. So relationships. Let, let, let's go uh, with that word for just a minute. Did you get back with some of the relationships you initially established of homeowners down there. And the second question I'm going to ask is uh, the, the the relationships with people that you work with. So let's go with the homeowners yeah. first. Good questions. Okay, I was, I was in the office this last trip. And, yes, I did talk with some of the same people on the phone again and came in contact with some of the same people. It was just, it would break your heart to hear their stories, especially some mm-hmm. that their homes had been tarped and the wind had taken the tarps off, which caused their house to take on more water, or a tree had fallen. Or, and on the other side, some of them we talked with, they were, they were well. And so it's just, a, again, it breaks your heart that all this happens, sure. but yet at the same time, you, you are rejoicing with those that did not suffer any more damage, but you're praying with and crying with those that did. And now, what kind of relationships? Because you're down there for four weeks, home short period of time, and back down again. The relationships you're working hand in hand with people. The relationships that were birthed and that do they continue on? Of folks that you are working side by side with all this time at Eight Days of Hope. Speak to that a little bit. Uh, it's nothing like Eight Days of Hope. You become a real family, and as new volunteers come in. Now, I tell them they're not strangers anymore. They have just come into a family, and they they soon, within hours, realize what I'm talking about. Many have come back in, and they'll come to me, and they'll say, you're right. I've just had a new sister or a new brother. I have been so blessed to work with so many people that have just sown into me. They've corrected me. They've encouraged me. They've lifted me up. They've prayed with me. And we have wonderful relationships now. Uh, many of them we stay in touch, you know, day in and day out, whether it's on social media or by phone. 
They are indeed my family. You know, I was at my daughter's wedding, Mike, and I looked out, and it was in Tennessee. You know, okay. as you know, um, we had lived in Mississippi for 20 years. My daughter was in college in Tennessee. And I looked at um, our family members. Many couldn't travel from New York because there's a quarantine in New York because of COVID. So many family members couldn't make it. But I looked at my friends that were there, and I know that you were the ones that couldn't make it because of the quarantine. Sure. I know that you wanted to be there. You were so kind to call her and, and, and love on her a little bit. But I looked out, and I saw my closest friends. Mm. And my closest friends eight days were eight days of hope people. people. Sure. Yeah. You know, there was the Wayne and the Butches and Jolene's and there's the Mike Fiala. And, you know, mm-hmm. again, I don't know Lynn like I know you, but when I see her, yeah. I see Jesus mm-hmm. and it impacts me. Sure. And it makes me a better, a, a, a better warrior for the Lord that I, you know, I want to continue to see others to come to know him because his family continues to expand. Sure. And that's what happens to Lynn's point at Eight Days of Hope. Yeah. And I tell my daughter all the time, you could travel the country and if your car breaks down, give me an hour, we'll find somebody yes. within an yes. hour of you and, and we're going to find a way to take care of you. But that's what happens when the body of Christ sets aside their differences. I don't even know, the the, the, the church that your husband pastors, what, what denomination was that, Lynn? We actually pastored in Church of God out of Cleveland, Tennessee. Okay. And but currently, as I said, he is intro pastor at a little Methodist church, a little independent Methodist church. And but I tell people that I'm a Methodist Pentecostal with a splash of Lutheran. <laughs> they'll just look at me. Yes. <laughs> uh, they'll kind of look at me funny, uh, and they'll, uh, they'll say, "What do you mean?" I say, "Well, it doesn't matter your denomination. <laughs> it's all about your relationship with Jesus Christ." And that's, that's right. what happens at Eight Days Open. That's where I was going, Lynn, because our 160 leaders. There's 11 different denominations. Now mm-hmm. they're all Christian denominations. Okay. Sure. I mean, that's that's the non-negotiable part. But but even in that group of our leaders. We have some leaders who would much rather just hang out with people singing with robes on in a choir. And then there's others, you know, they want the electric guitar strummed up all the way. And um, it's just, I love what happens um, when Eighties Hope goes and serves because you're serving people, but you're also, in essence, serving each other. And that's what Lynn does in sure. excellence all the time. Well, I, I know that firsthand as far as the the unity and the oneness of all the volunteers. First couple of times that I went to Eight Days of Hope and you asked me to lead some worship, just before I came out to the platform, I said, Lord, how's this going to work? Mm-hmm. I mean, there's Pentecostals, there's Baptists, there's, there's this, there's that, there, you know, but it's the presence of God, the common oneness that we're down there to serve people, we're down there to love people, and we're down there for, in and throughout the name of Jesus. Amen. And it comes together. Lynn, I want to go one more. Do you have two more minutes? We just want to cover one more thing with you real quick. I hope you do. Um, you, you mentioned that you work in the office, and I look at the growth of the ministry, and it looks like the two areas that we need to continue to find leaders or people comfortable is to help make, produce, and, 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 and make the food, and the other area is the office area. So, Lynn, in, in, when you work at the office, what kind of skill sets does someone need to work in the office of Eight Days of Hope? Well, first of all, as always, a willingness to learn, a willingness to serve. I believe that you, you, yes, you do need to have some knowledge about the computer, which mine is limited. I've gotten a little lazy because my youngest son does all that for me. <laughs> but, you know, but you do, and kindness, be able to smile when you're on the phone, not be afraid to pray with people, whether in person or on the phone. But it's just general office skills, and if I can learn to do it, anybody can learn to do it. Just trust whoever is leading you and, and respect them as they teach you. Just 
if God places you there, he'll equip you. And the bonus that I see here, Lynn, is that you don't have muddy clothes at the end of the day. (laughs) (laughs) You are so right. At least I I am clean at the end of the day. (laughs) But but I know with your servant heart, it wouldn't make a difference. So uh, thank God for your your willingness and and your servanthood. Isn't it awesome, Steve? Amen. Yes. I I think the last thing, Lynn, I think the thing that really um, I just, I love, I probably needed needed to share this with you, and maybe I'm going to do it on national radio. When I, when I come in, because I, I I I don't go for every day of every event, Mike. I mean, I I wouldn't be married, I wouldn't have kids, and I you know you know how that goes. I mean, you sure. kind of as Lynn said, there's a season for everything. But when I show up and I walk in and I see who the volunteers seen for the first time, and they when they see someone like Lynn, mm-hmm. you know, I think about Lynn, and I think about Dana Pickens, I think of Janet Blackley and Shelby sure. Tiber, and you know. They see that smiling face that you really act because you do. You care. The volunteer that's coming for the first time, maybe a Lynn Traxler today who's a little timid or maybe a little reserved and maybe a little bit uncomfortable. Am I going to fit in? Are they going to like me? Am I going to find something to do? Will I hate this? Will I love this? But, Lynn, when I see your face, Mm -hmm. I see Jesus. Oh, that's it. Come on. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you, that's, Lynn. That's what I want. Mm-hmm. Well, if you, that's all I want is for Jesus to live through me. Mm-hmm. I'm not perfect, though. Uh, one day I will be when I get to heaven. Mm-hmm. But there you go. I just want him to live through me. Amen. And to him to, to reach others. Well, he has and he does. Uh, Lynn Traxler with uh, Eight Days of Hope. She's one of our 160 leaders. Lynn, before we go, Mike, um, I, I always I always <laughs> put you on the spot, but no, I always no, love no. when we get a chance to pray with our guest. And sure. you know, Lynn on her own dime goes back and forth, and you know she has some people that probably help her out from time to time with some things. But man, when she's there, she's there, and she's yeah. all in. Lynn, we we love you, and Mike, let's let's pray for okay, her real quick. You don't do mind, Father. What an example that. Uh, that Lynn is to the to the body of Christ, yes. one that is just humble before her God. Her heart is just overflowing with, I want to serve my God. And Lord, the boldness and the, and the courage, even in the midst of timid moments that she steps up, that's because that's you alive in her. Thank you for being alive in Lynn, and thank you for her an example. Lord, continue to bless her physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Thank you for giving her the opportunity to, to travel back and forth as much as she does. Bless her financially. Bless her husband uh, and, and his retirement. And just, Lord, just continue to move her in the direction that you would have her to be, the center of your will. Yes, in Jesus' name, we thank you for her. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Lynn. Hey, one last comment, Lynn, before you go. And, and you hit on the prayer, Mike. You know, sometimes... A man and wife, a couples and families can't go together, and there's a sacrifice. I know when I travel and I'm gone for a period of time, mm-hmm. Charmaine's got to wear two hats at home with two teenagers still, right? And sure. so, Lynn, give your husband. I know, I know, you give him a hug today, but say this one's from Steve because you know your husband allows you uh, the freedom right. to to go be on the front lines. So thank you so much for uh, for him, and 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 please please uh, let him know how much we love him. I will do that. I am so blessed to have such a godly man in my life. As I said before, he is my best friend, and I can't imagine life without him. So wow. I will pass on your, your comments and your love to right. him. Appreciate well, it. Thank you, Lynn. God bless you, girl. You as well. Right, thank you both. <sighs> mm. 
what a breath of fresh air. You know, in a country that, you know, our country's been divided for, for a couple of years now, right? Sure. We're, you know, maybe much longer than a couple of years. There, there, there seems to be so much that we find ways to divide each other. But when you hear someone like Lynn who steps out in faith, you and and you know she talked about the different denominations. Her husband pastoring two different denominational churches, yeah. right? But she is the glimpse of hope that our country needs. No matter if you sit to the extreme left or the extreme right, because she brings hope and joy and love to the brokenhearted. She does. And when you hear statements like willingness to learn, willingness to serve, be kind, uh, mm. and don't be afraid to pray with people, she said. And uh, and it started off with, I'll follow instructions. I just want to serve. Show me what to do. And and then God connects the dots, as you always say, with leaders that are patient and kind and loving with the same heart. She can learn new skills. She's got to go home excited. I know how to do a chainsaw. I know how to, you know, hang drywall. And I know how to, I've been serving God on this trip here. Folks, you don't want to miss something like that. You got to put your foot forward, put your faith out there and, 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 Go to the website, sign up, and get get on a, one of these trips, and your life will be changed. And Mike, you just said the word servant, serving or servant probably eight times there, but you hit it. She's a servant leader. There you go. I mean, she didn't show up wanting to be a leader. She mm. crawled under a house, and she was crying out to the Lord, and, and he said, you know, I, you know, I died for you. That's right. You know? I mean, the bare minimum you can do is help this family— you know, tear out this wet insulation so mold That's doesn't right. set in. And God met her right there, and now she's a leader. She's an amazing leader. Uh, amazing. Hey, more information about the ministry, go to 8daysofhope.com. Please check out our YouTube channel. Um, and we have some amazing videos. You get to meet some of the families that we've served. You can do that on our website as well if you scroll down just a little bit. But on our YouTube channel, time and time again, you'll meet people, volunteers, and families that we have served uh, with 8 Days of Hope. Pray, volunteer, donate. It's all uh, it's going on. We need you. It's that simple. We need your prayers. We'd love for you to volunteer. You can sign up for our email alerts on our website and your donations. In a year where raising money might not be the easiest, that mm-hmm. hasn't slowed us down, Mike. No. Uh, this year, we have been all over the country, hurricanes, flooding, tornadoes, from Nashville to Cedar Rapids to Tennessee uh, to North Carolina to Louisiana to Mississippi. It's been nonstop. Nine events. As opposed to, uh, we normally do four or five. <laughs> yeah, right. And uh, it's, yeah. It, it's been a busy year. Thank you, Mike. Appreciate you, brother, as always. Love being with you on these Saturday mornings. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Hey, uh, more information about the ministry, again, check it out, 8dayshope.com. We're on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Father, we thank you so much yes. for the volunteers that are leaving Bay St. Louis today that have been serving for the last 10, 11 days, families in need on the Gulf Coast. Thank you, Father, for Lynn and for the, the 900 volunteers that went to Louisiana with 8 Days of Hope, Father, to serve after Hurricane Delta and Lauren. Today, Father, there's someone out there that doesn't know you. Hmm. Doesn't know you, doesn't even know what we're talking about. Father, I pray that you would put somebody in that person's life that would be a glimpse of who you are. That's right. We thank you, Father, for your son who died for our sins. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen and amen. amen. <laughs> Again, go to our website, more information, 8daysofhope.com. We'll be back with you next Saturday at the same time. Thank you to American Family Radio, WDCX in upstate New York, southern Ontario. You've been listening to Hope Reigns. My name is Steve Tiber, hanging out with Mike Fiello. We'll be back with you next Saturday. Hope Reigns, a broadcast of Eight Days of Hope.
Thanks for listening to Hope Reigns from 8 Days of Hope. Come back next week for more God-sized stories from across the country. To listen to this or a previous episode of Hope Reigns, please visit our show archive at 8daysofhope.com.